check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. Can we count on you for a chance to win €2,000 for your club in a special free-taking competition? Get along to Garner on July 22nd for Counting On You. All proceeds go to Pieta House and the competition is sponsored by KBG Accountants Cavan and Longford. To enter, check out www.wearecavan.com forward slash Counting On You. We Are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue, delighted to be joined in studio by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt. Possibly the funniest writer in the in the country. Well, he's funny looking when he's writing, anyway, and, and, and it's funny when you're reading it too. But we were just discussing off air your uh, your, your DD, uh, DDIY, um, your column, absolutely hilarious. I know Sean McCaffrey from Northern Sound was telling me how how he really enjoyed it. But you're getting handier with the old DIY. Well, I wouldn't say that, Damien. I I did a little bit of DIY yesterday. Actually, I had um, you know, one of those sort of steel things that hangs on the door of a bathroom over the top of the door and it comes down both sides and yeah. you, you, you put stuff in it so my good wife had put one of them up and uh, well she just hung it up like but <laughs> the door was was catching so we couldn't get the door to open or close properly I mean oh my god how would you solve such a problem <laughs> well what I did you won't believe this right? I went down to look in the toolbox and uh her mother had taken the toolbox home because it was all their stuff. Because <laughs> there's no point in keeping it around you. <laughs> no, it was just gathering dust. So I said, I need a chisel. Then I was like, I don't have a chisel. So I didn't even have a flat nose screwdriver. So I went and got a bit of sandpaper and I started sanding it. I was like, geez, this is a concentration camp job here now with the sandpaper. <laughs> so, or, sorry, a hard labour camp, I should say. But uh, so sanding and sanding it. So then I was like, I need, I need something that's going to dig into it a little bit. So I tried a Stanley knife and the bottom came off the Stanley knife. <laughs> the blade. So, no, it was the bit that was holding it all together. So holding it apart. So I said, right, that's too dangerous. I definitely cut it main artery here. So <laughs> I went down to the kitchen to see what I could find. And I found a corkscrew for opening a w- bottle of wine. I came back up and I started screwing into it with the corkscrew <laughs> until I loosened up a load of bits. Then I sanded it like mad, put it on, and the door was just swinging open now like a, like a door in a Western saloon. You couldn't get better. So every morning you walk in, the door just swings open. You put a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The joys of DIY. Yeah, DIY. Um, on this week's show, we're going to be looking ahead to Cavan against Tipperary. We've got the team news. Um, we've also got a, a short interview with Matty McLean and the Cavan manager. Um, we'll be looking, just discussing Cavan ladies. They were drawn uh, in the All Ireland qualifiers. We'll be bringing news from that. And uh, we'll be discussing just very briefly about the reserve championship in Cavan, which has started, and maybe the controversy over the first 12s and first 10s. But um, one player is getting an awful lot of headlines on it, but we'll we'll bring that to you later in the show. I suppose starting off, Paul, Cavan, they named the team to start against Tipperary, and Matty McLean is showing that he's he's not predictable anyway. No, I suppose he, in his defence he'll say that with every game it's a wider, wider sample and he gets to know more and more about his players, And but every week, he did say before the Offaly game that, that he told the players, give me two more weeks, I want two more weeks to work with you to learn more, to improve. Mm. That was his mantra. And they got two more weeks. 
And from what I'm hearing, um, the selection was based on fellas who were showing up well in training, particularly Keevan Riley's coming in there and mm. supposed to be going well in training. And I presume Mossy Cores are going well in training. Niall Murray has been coming on anyway in games and, and started against Monaghan, so he's pretty close anyway. Um, so yeah, so there's 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 changes. I suppose Keevan has jumped ahead of Ryan Connolly in what you would think was the pecking order because Connolly was on ahead of him in the last two championship matches. But it's great to have a young forward or two coming on. It's what we need. Um, I'm encouraged by the lineup. I think um, I think there's maybe twelve really good players on that team. Eleven or twelve really, really, really good players on that team. Possibly a weak link or two, but every team has. Uh, mm. But I think there's. I think it's a strong team and it looks good in attack. Now, obviously, Keevan O'Reilly has not proven at that level yet. But I think I've seen enough of him to think that he will start in there and do a job. Um, I think Niall McDermott's a little bit lucky, unlucky to lose out because uh, I thought he had a good game the last day. I think Shawnee Johnston probably taken off early the last day, like, and he was on a bit of ball, probably a little bit harsh. Um, but and again, again, it's maybe no no harm to freshen it up a bit. I did write a piece after the Monaghan game saying that it was time to throw in these young forwards. So what what I hope for has come to pass in that sense, and that Conley was on after twenty minutes the last day. Uh, O'Reilly is starting this this week so let's see what these boys can do but I have to say I'm slightly concerned about the game uh, even with the strong Cavan team and with an extra two weeks training in the McFeedy is a huge thing as well but I am a little bit concerned I think it's going to be definitely not a foregone conclusion I think it's going to be very close Well let's just for people who maybe haven't heard the team run through Raymond Galligan lines out and goes the full back line is Pork Faulkner Killian Clark and uh, Jason McLaughlin half back line is James McEnroe Niall Murray centre half back and Connor Minor wearing seven the midfield then is Liam Buchanan and Tomas Core. Half forward line, as it's uh, named, is Kia Mackey, Martin Riley, and Kieran Brady. And the full forward line is Quivin O'Reilly, Garod McKiernan, and Dara McVitie. It, the, uh, the the other interesting thing on it is that the change there's changes to the panel and the subs bench. So James Farley were 16, Fergal Riley, um, Killian Brady, who makes his first championship appearance on the bench this year, Shawnee Johnston. Where 19, Niall Clerken 20, Niall McDermott 21, Shane O'Rourke, who will tug out for his first senior championship game as well, wears 22, Joe Dillon 23, Niall McKiernan, again his first senior championship game to tug out from Lacken, wears 24, and then you have Ryan Connolly and Tomas Galligan uh, completing the lineup. So it's uh, like there's a lot of changes, four changes to the team, um, one forced through injury anyway. That we uh, we understand Jerry Smith is out injured, but the other three are are just just uh, adjustments for the game. The the rumours are that that maybe Key and Mackey is going to operate in at the full forward line. Grove McKiernan maybe out a little bit further, but either way, if it's Key and Mackey out the field or Grove inside, your full forward line is something that should excite you. Like I have to say, Quivine. Garrod or Mackey and Dara McVitie, if they get the ball inside the scoring zone, you're going to take a deep breath. And and I, it, it, that line, I have to say, really excites me. Yeah, there's there's pace in it, there's serious pace in it, and there's the ability to beat a man mm. as well, which is a huge thing. Um, I do think Garrod is better out the field because, as we know, he, when he builds up a head of steam on a big run, that's when he's at his best. And mm. I, I just I think he's better suited to run midfield or the half forward line than inside, and I can see him operating there. Um, now my sources in tip uh, that watch the tip team closely tell me that that midfield isn't their strongest line this year. I know Atchison has gone now. I think he's gone to New York for summer. Um, Casey and Hannibal are their their midfielders, and I think that that uh, 
I don't think they'll be fit for the Cavan midfield, to be honest. Um, they've also lost Evan Comerford, who's one of the best goalkeepers in the country. The, the tip people rate, rate him right mm. up there beside Cluxton. Um, they'll have Brian Fox as a sweeper, and Connor Sweeney will be their go-to forward. And my man tells me that they're, they'll probably bring a lot of men back and look to break out and hit Sweeney with the diagonal ball, which is not nothing... No, nothing groundbreaking about that approach but that's probably what they're going to do so again I, I think a lot is going to come down to Garage. but with that full forward line it's going to ease the scoring board on, on Garage a little bit and that can only be a positive because you can't be relying on one man for, for a lot of your scores all the time especially when he's not an inside forward yeah well not by not by nature anyway he's in fairness the work rate he brings to the game we've seen down through the last couple of years he, he's willing to track back he's willing to work extremely hard to win ball for you so it's it's a different uh it's, you, you can't, as you say, be over-reliant on that one player. But it'll, it'll be just very interesting to see that full forward line. If they can play an early ball, and you'd like to see maybe if Mackey is out the field, we know he can kick pass. Martin Riley can kick pass in there. And Connor Miner's best asset is his kick passing. If we could get the three of them kicking in the ball, good and early before tip get the numbers back or even if they have one extra number back or even two where it's a, a 5v3 situation or a 4v3 situation then I think that full forward line can really do damage I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it but Mackey hasn't played corner forward at County level in a long time yeah, he, he's back. been more of a creator um, yeah like his passing is excellent and he, he's a man that can unlock the defence with a pass so it be interesting to see does he does he drop back you know tip of the diamond job as they say in soccer and maybe just play in front of the two lads and try and just drop ball in, in on top of them mm. I think McVitie is at his best in there because for two reasons number one Cavan need him in there and that's where he's best used for, for the team because again hats off to Midlean and it was a great move converting McVitie into that position and I hope he stays in there for a full hour because other games he has floated in and out yeah, yeah. And like awfully he didn't stay in there no he didn't stay in there in the league like a couple of games he he only went in for the second half maybe when we had the wind or whatever. I'd like to see him in there and, and give him a good run at it and I think he could he could terrorise the defence. And the other reason is um, he can take on his man and he, he is very good at taking on his man. He has speed and he has a jink but sometimes he gets turned over in the tackle and you don't want to get torn over out around the middle. If he gets torn over in there, if he be, if he beats a man in there, it's a goal chance. If he gets torn over in there... You have 120 yards yeah. to, to, to recover the ball. To back. recover the ball. So, yeah. Because that is a little... Point. It's a little flaw in his game, but at the same time, if you took it out of his game, you might lose this thing of taking on a man. Well, he wouldn't be the threat inside that he that he can be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very true. That's a very, very valid point, all right. That, that I'd love to see him get more time in because he... I think he has the potential to be a, a top quality inside forward. Um, and he definitely has the maybe the determination to go and work on the shooting and shooting is something I believe can be worked on like Conor McManus is the best example he started his career as a wing half back and, and look at him now he's probably the best forward in the count, in the country but um, so I, I'd like to see McVitie getting the time to to work on that end of his game but he has to be up on that end the other thing he has to get is kick passing in kick long ball into space that he can run on to win it with his back to goal torn and go at his man he needs he needs that early pass in and uh, if I'd have one criticism of, of Kean maybe is that he doesn't use that kick pass that he's brilliant at often enough. You know, Conor Minor when he gets that ball, his first thing is head up like a giraffe. What am I going to see here? Can I kick it? Can I give this pass that I'm so good at giving? Whereas Kean Kean doesn't always look for that kick pass. He, he I suppose maybe that's the beauty of his game that he's unpredictable in that he can take you on, he can give a hand pass or he can give a kick pass and that's 
what probably makes him special. But I'd like to see a bit more kick pass, a bit more supply going into that full forward line. The other option that they have, and I, I it, it's a strange one, Shawnee Johnston not starting. I wonder, is it time now, and we've seen this experiment with the Gales a few years ago, that they played him out centre half forward, he just pulls the strings, he gets that ball, and he, he supplies the ball into that full forward line the way he'd love to have got it when he was younger, had had a little bit more pace and, and could win it in a scoring zone. And I wonder, is that an option to bring in there, that wee bit of experience and, and turn him into that middle toward player that can that can unlock the door? Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, Well, he did play out there against Armagh last year in the Championship with great, to great effect. Like, That's right. Um, I think so. Like, like he he's a classy footballer, like pound, pound for pound, like he's... There's no doubt in his skills. Mm. He does have every every skill in the book, and he, he has a bit of presence, and he takes watching. As DJ Carey used to say, when DJ was held scoreless in three All Ireland finals and other games, he other his All Ireland final record wasn't great, and he used to defend it, and he used to always say, "Well, I took watching." He'd say, "Like I was the man that they always wanted to stop," and he said, "If if I took a lot of watching, Shefflin or Charlie Carter or someone else was doing the scoring, and it's the same with, with Johnston." You know, if you if you have him in there and he occupies a defender or two and creates space for someone else, yeah. all the better. Like, and, and I know a tired defender wouldn't like to see a fresh uh, Johnston coming on in the last ten or fifteen minutes, especially with all the dummies he has and and the way his use of the ball and the fact that he only needs that half a yard to, to to get a shot off. So, I I, I think it's all positive. I'm I'm encouraged by the, the by the lineup, and I'm encouraged to see Niall McKernan on the bench as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. I think. Like he's a man that could, could he could come on and score you two two like he 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 has that ability and he's he's got that little bit of uh, what would you call it he, he's erratic enough that he's liable to do anything wildness yeah he's got that bit of wildness yeah. like and you wouldn't like to see that coming to being taken out of his game because that's a big strength like yeah. sixty yards out put it over the bar forty yards out right to the middle and put it in the top corner he has done this countless times with his club like it's very hard the same boxing a good big one beats a good little one and it's the same with football like like. A six foot four man that can move and can kick has to be better than a five foot eight man that can do it in most cases. So I think mm. no harm to have big, strong athletes like him on the panel as well. Yeah, definitely. So um, you caught up with Matty McLean a little bit earlier on. Here's what Matty had to say. Um, Matty, um, what, what do you make of this Tipperary team that's coming that's coming up? There, I know they got to an All Ireland semi final last year. Do you, have you? I'm sure you've been watching. Them. What do you What do you make of them? Well, listen. They ran. Listen, they probably had won the game for about ten, for about one minute against Cork, and were in the the final. And then they just they switched off, and they were they were caught cold. So uh, for a sucker punch. So otherwise, no, they're, they're well organised. Listen, they're, they're they're well on the bench from their success last year and their run all Ireland semi final last year. So listen, Tipperary's going to be on the road very very confident that they can get the next round. So. And they're well organised and well set up with Liam Cairn so we have we've a great game ahead of us that we have on Saturday and you were, you were saying the last day that, that what you had said to the boys before the off the game was was to just extend the season for two more weeks and it would give Cavan two more weeks to, to tweak things and keep improving um, what sort of things would you have worked on now since that game well, the likes of well, certainly, certainly, if, you, if you're looking back even to the off league game, listen, we need we need to work on our scoring practice. Was it was a big thing that we've been we've been trying to address in terms of we hit probably what I think we had what we hit one seventeen possibly against against Offaly, but we we missed a good seven or eight uh, good scoring chances. As I would say, listen, we're still trying to improve. Uh, 
still trying to improve the, the team going forward in terms of our attacking play. So we are. So those are those are certainly two specific things that we've looked at in terms of in terms of our training. You know, we conceded 16 scores against Offaly, which certainly you know we we can't we can't do that against Tipperary on Saturday. You know, we've got we've got to reduce that number there. If we can reduce that to uh, certainly 12, 13 scores max, then I would have a great belief that you know we're in a great position to win the game. And with Dara McCreevy having two more weeks under his belt, that should give you an extra option up front to Dara. Like Dara would be t- returning probably to his, the form he showed in the league. You'd be hoping this Saturday. Yeah, well, listen, Dara hadn't. Dara only had about probably about two, 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 two and a half train, probably two, two training sessions into the Monaghan game. So, uh, listen, he's been he's been full training ever since. And listen, Dara was a huge part of our success at in Division One of the National League in terms of one of our, our best players and our best players driving forward even from defence and also in attack. So listen, motivationally wise the team, you know, he, he's a he's a class addition, you know, he makes the team tick. He's a he's a great leader around the room and, you know, he sets an example on the football field which is class and we look to him and, you know, he's he just he's a great player to have around the place. And do you notice do you notice much difference in terms of preparing for a qualifier game uh, as opposed to preparing with different us the championship game, and that the, the hype is so great for a championship game and qualifiers is is it fair to say it's a different challenge that it's a little bit more off the beaten track and it's up to the lads to get motivated themselves rather than you know the whole Ulster championship hype. Oh, listen, it would be fantastic to be on Ulster final so would absolutely. In uh, in terms of the qualifiers, no, it's from from my side of things, it's been it's been brilliant. We've been playing football every two weeks. You know, Tipperary haven't been playing football for nearly a month. They they played Cork nearly nearly a month ago, and they haven't had a uh, competitive game yet. Yet, I assume they've probably done something in terms of training and probably maybe challenge games or something. But we've been every two weeks we we've we've been playing football, and from from my side of things, uh, that's been class for the team development. It's been class in terms of even bringing the whole squad on as, as a group of players, because. You know, a month ago it had been probably very easy to pick the starting fifteen and pick the the, the possible twenty six. Over the last month, with even our our own, uh, Manny McKenna's coming back from injury, David Brady's getting up to full fitness. Some of the guys were part of the twenty one. Skeevy and O'Reilly, and they have they have really certainly put pressure. You know, the players in their fringes of the squad have been training absolutely fantastically, and I would suggest the level of training has went up a level from we went into the qualifier group in terms of. Players are really fantastically putting a serious attitude towards their training, and it's making picking this team and picking the 26 very, very difficult. And that's that's making us a better as a as a team and a, as a squad a, 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 a better team, and it's making us it's driving us forward going forward. So the big thing is for this weekend is to extend our season by another week. So we have to go and do a job on Saturday. Yeah, that, that that's it. Like people always say that the qualifiers is about winning. I suppose you can say that about any game, but. It's not good football now, and I suppose there's no the lads are under no illusions that this is it now, isn't it? Your season ends on Saturday, like that. That's that's the reality in terms of, you know, as I keep saying to the boys, you know, I, it's my first year. We are really getting to know the players and getting to know the personalities of the team, and it's really coming to the fore now. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the longer we can stay together as a group of players, that's going to make us uh, a better squad going forward into next year. So, the longer I can stay in this championship. The longer we can keep winning, the longer we can keep improving. You know, that, that's for me coming in this year, my first year. That's going to be a huge. Uh, it's, it's it's vital to me going forward that we extend the season and we keep this season going.
Looking for somewhere for a post-match point? To catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town? The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, so that was Cavan manager Matty Madeline and um I suppose just to, to, to put you on the spot, Paul, we do like our predictions here on, on the We Are Cavan Microvoice Super Value GA podcast. So uh what do you think can Cavan come through this? Home record isn't great, but We've won seven out of our last eighteen home games in League and Championship, um going back to July two thousand fourteen and we've like we were knocked out of the championship in two thousand fourteen we were knocked out of the championship at home to Roscommon. In 2015, we were knocked out of the Ulster Championship and the qualifiers at home. In 2016, we were knocked out of the the qualifiers at home. And 2017, we were knocked out of the Ulster Championship at home. And so that's just championship. But we've lost a lot of league games. This year, we were well beaten by Donegal, by Dublin. Um, we drew with Kerry. You know, so we didn't get a, we didn't get a win. We had four four home league games this year, um, didn't we? Who was no, three. Oh, we had we had Roscommon Mayo, Roscommon Mayo, Tyrone, and Roscommon Mayo, Tyrone, and who was the last game? Well, Roscommon was the last game. We had Tyrone. Uh, hold on, we had Mayo. We had, to Kerry. So it, it, the order of it going backwards was Roscommon was the last game. Then it was Kerry, which we drew in Breffney Park. L- won in Mayo, lost in lost in, in, in Oma. The order that it actually came. Oh yeah, in sorry, end, yeah. Lost in Oma. Lost in Breffney Park to Donegal and lost. Oh no, then away to Monaghan we drew and then lost to. Oh yeah, sorry. So yeah, we only right. had three home games. We had three home games, but we didn't get oh, a didn't win. Get a win. Um, yeah, and even that, come back to last year's league. So technically this year we haven't won a game bar McKenna Cup in Kingsman Breffney Park. That's right, and we'd actually lost the game. We lost to, to the students. Um, but we beat Tyrone. We beat Tyrone, yeah. But we did lose the game as well. But even last year's league, like, Cavan finished well at, in terms of their home performances, but they did lose to Derry last year in, in their yeah. second round league game. And then in the championship, lost to Monaghan, beat Carlo, and then lost to Derry again. And the year before that, um, similar story. Like So, home form is poor. And, but, you know, I was looking at a thing the other day, and I found that... that um, Mead's record in the qualifiers again. I'm on a tangent here, but Mead's record in the qualifiers against Ulster teams just to notify people. <laughs> a tangent alert. Mead's record in the qualifiers against Ulster teams is uh, they have a 33 percent win rate. I think they've won four games out of 12, and their record against non-Ulster teams they've won 13 out of 18. So which is 68 or 70 percent, I think. Right. So they've got a their record is twice as good against non-Ulster teams. So they're playing Donegal this weekend. So I was looking, and do you say, okay, me, they're bound to win, they're due a win against an Ulster team here. They've, they've lost 2013, 14, 15, 16. They went out against Ulster teams the first round of qualifiers. This year they're playing, they've beaten Sligo, and now they're playing Donegal. And you say, does that, does that mean, by the law of averages, they have to draw, they have to win a game against an Ulster team? Or does that mean, or do you say... The form shows that they're not going to win. They're not going to win it. And it's the same with Cavan with a home game. Yeah, yeah. They, they, like, you know, it's too bad to be true. It's, it's an aberration. Surely they're going to win a few games at home now. But maybe not. I don't know what it is. Maybe the crowd gets on our back. Indiscipline was a lot, cause of a lot of those losses. They'd men sent off in several of those games. I can think of at least four of them. League games against Darren and Kildare and championship games against Roscommon. And 
Derry where they had men sent off in around half time the first or the end of the first half and it cost them. So um you asked me for a prediction. I went on a big tangent there. I'm gonna go with Cavan to win it by a point, but I think it's gonna be that close. Yeah, I think it will be. Just looking at the Gaelic life here on page nine of this week, they have the the away record for um Tipperary, which stood out for me. In their last five games they've won four out of the five on the road and, and I think you were making the point that um Tipperary don't mind going on the road because even at home they're they're outnumbered supporters wise. The travelling support is generally bigger than the home support. So um you know it, that's that's a big one. And for me, even when I said it when the uh, when the draw was made, it's the perfect draw for Cavan because you've got something achievable in front of you that you you're capable of beating Tipperary, but it's not a gimme. And that's I think that's very, very important for this team to progress. Um, now progression isn't just getting through the qualifiers progression is making progress and seeing the team get better but you know I don't think I don't think a win against Leitrim or Westmead would have been progression even though you'd have gone through you'd you'd be very confident you'd have beaten either of them but if you beat Tipperary it's progress definite progress and I think that the the opportunity that's been in front put in front of these boys and there's been enough maybe uh questions asked of these lads in the last week or two that they need to come out with a response they're capable of coming out with a response and and you know both myself and yourself have probably been you know vocal about that some players have to step up and have to have to go to another level and this is the opportunity for them to show that they're capable of doing that i but i do think that they will do it i think that there's a big performance in this Cavan team and i'm and, and although the home record in Cavan scares the bejesus out of me I still think that these lads are capable of turning that round and turning Kingspan Brefney into a, a fortress. You know, in time, if they if they work hard enough on it, they can use it to their advantage. Now, it brings up another point, and, and it was brought to me about home record, that the reason the home record is so bad is there's always a battle for Cavan to get onto that field to train. That every time they want to train, there's, there's an obstacle being put in their way. And I think that's something... Like, I've, I've watched numerous documentaries one of the things lately was on on RT the GNU I don't know if you got to watch it yeah but every county team at at Horland and at football level that I've seen training on those documentaries were training in their home stadium the the actual main field of their home stadium and yet Cavan are being asked to to not go onto that field at all I think it's ludicrous I think something has to be sorted there and that's that well, the pitch is the it. pitch is due to be dug up isn't it yeah but it's in great nick at the minute like, yeah. well, maybe maybe it's a great nick because it hasn't been trained on Possibly, maybe yeah. it needs to be dug up and then you can train on it and still be a great nick yeah 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 maybe but it's something that they need to solve they need to solve their Definitely. home record yeah, I agree I agree but with you I think this weekend they will solve it I think I think they'll beat Tipperary Tipperary are good on the road reasonably good on the road aren't they they are yeah. like five, five games four wins in, in this year yeah but I do think on, on the main point I do think Cavan are going to pick up a win here at the weekend and I think it could be the start I think it could be the the, the spark that'll start a, a good season for Cavan because up till now it's been false dawns I think the Mayo game looked like the spark John with Kerry you thought geez we're still alight and then they lost to Roscommon which which turned out which uh, blew out the, the flame but I think it, this could be the spark that gets it going again for I, Cavan I hope you're right Damien I, I think that, that there's been a sort of indoctrination of Cavan players and supporters into this whole thing of we're a young team coming up and you can't. It's so dangerous to think like that in sport. That we're a young team. That next year is the year. Like who? Who knows? I wrote a piece this this week, and the last line of it was, 
let the present be blue and to hell with the future. Which uh, is a brilliant finish. Well, well you know what? The future is blue. That's no good. Like, who cares about the future? Let's let's make it happen now. Like, Matty Medina came out last week at the Offaly game, and whether it was a figure of speech or a slip of the tongue or whatever, he said, "Oh, we're a young team and we're learning." And you know, I I, I didn't like that because if you look through that Cavan team, Key and Mackey, Ray Gall- by the time let's say by the time the All Ireland final comes around, Key and Mackey, Ray Galligan, uh, Martin Riley, they'll all be thirty. Martin was thirty there in May, and the other two lads are in their thirtieth year. Um, Shawnee Johnson is 33 on, on August 28th of August same birthday as my wife because we were born in the same ward together in Cavan so J- Jelly's 33 that day Valerie's only 30 <laughs> <laughs> and always will be um, uh, Mossy's 33 this year you know James McEnroe was 28 Murray's 27 McCarran is 27 so it's not it's not a young team no. that, like they're not old men but in football terms, the they're, youngest, not, they're not novices. The point you made earlier on <laughs> in the week to me was the youngest player that started against Offaly was Niall Clerken at 22 years of age. The youngest player on, on the Donegal team that went out against Tyrone. That seven lads younger than him. Seven lads younger than him. Yeah, that's that's team, a young team. Half the team was younger than him. That's a young team. That's a, that's young a team. definite young team. So yeah. there's no... We can't hold that stick up. In fact, we're probably... I would say the average age of our team is above the average. Oh, without, without a doubt. Without so, a doubt. Yeah, I think and it, but it has be been Damien for a couple of years even when the young team <clears throat> thing was being, being thrown out there a couple of years back I, I remember seeing a thread on, online and people were putting up the ages of their, their 15s for their county and Catmore around average or a bit over but yeah. definitely we're no younger than, than the norm but um, you know, I, think, I think the time is right to, to go and do something now like last year was a, we keep talking about last year but last year was a big slip up but by pure fluke we've got the, an even better draw this year like, no disrespect to Tipperary, but we got Offaly, who are at a low ebb, and we beat them comfortably enough. We've got Tipperary at home. Okay, we could, we could get a really tough draw, but we could potentially get the winners of Cardo and Leitrim, and we could get maybe down in, a, in an, in an All-Ireland uh, last 12 to make a quarter-final. So if you are offered, and like I'm not saying that they're bad teams, that they'd be all hard, hard to beat, but, but they're all ranked lower than Cavan in the league. So if you are offered Offaly, Tipperary, Cardo or Leitrim, uh, who are Division 4 and, and maybe down to reach an All-Ireland quarter-final you'd have took the hand off the fixture maker so like l- please God now Cavan will, will take this out. like they could get at the same time they could get Monaghan and, and then Kildare I think yeah but but and so that and if they got Monaghan it'd be away and that'd be a very tough game as well but um, they mightn't so like you know they've got to they've got about the best foot forward well you've got you've got to if the work done now they have to you know be, be prepared to take the opportunity that might come their way <laughs> So delighted to be joined here in the KBG Accountant's offices in Cavan by uh, Gerard or Jerry Smith. We, we, we can call you both, I suppose, Jerry, but it's uh, as at the launch here or for counting on you, a brilliant idea, free-taking competition. But I suppose, firstly, Cavan taking on Tipperary. It's tomorrow now in Kingspan Breffney in the qualifier. Unfortunately, you're out injured. It's a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, definitely. Just uh, picked up a niggle in the off the game and haven't got enough time to recover. But uh, I'm sure the boys that are going out in the field tomorrow will do the job for me. Yeah, without a doubt, it's it, it's going to be a good opportunity and hopefully a big support comes out for Cavan. Um, look, looking at this, and I suppose from the counting on you point of view, the, the Cavan team that was him, the free takers that that would naturally be there. Now with Dermot, Sean Johnston, aren't on it. There's going to be somebody new on the duties, but it's an opportunity for somebody else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Big G is normally safe enough on the left, so we'll be in safe hands of him tomorrow. Um, 
don't know don't know who'll be on the right tomorrow. McVitie maybe put the task on him and uh, be in safe hands the two boys. Yeah, without a doubt. I suppose to move on to the, the Counting on You, which is on July 22nd in Gauna. And uh, as we were saying, we we're going to ask you a few standard enough questions on, on your knowledge of free taking and, and the experience that you have. But do you like taking frees? Uh, I like taking them when they go over. When you miss them, it's not, not really a nice place to be. But um, probably when I was younger, got more experience of taking them. And as I've played longer, I've moved uh, kind of back to field from a forward into a back, so probably got... Less experience I'm taking them now. Yeah, so it's not really an excuse anymore, Jerry, because goalkeepers come up and take them. If you're good enough, you'd be hitting them over the bar. But do you get the chance anymore at all? Uh, I don't think so. I think I've lost that job or I've lost that position, unfortunately. It's one that's gone past you. And, and from your experience of maybe taking frees or even watching free takers, do you prefer to see them or take them from the ground or out of the hands? Uh, probably be off the ground myself. I used to take them off the ground when I was minor and that, so I think it's easier to kick them off the ground. Yeah. Did you have a routine when you were kicking them, you know, at minor and that, or, uh, you know, what was the routine? Can you describe it to us? Um, just set the ball down, get a nice blade of grass, take five or six steps back, just compose yourself and swing a leg at it after that. Swing a leg at it, all right. Yeah, that's definitely. It's, a, it's a, I suppose, maybe not the most technical of techniques, but <laughs> it, it maybe worked. It worked a lot at underage. I remember seeing you taking a right few, but when you were a kid and you were obviously practicing a lot, as we, we all did, who did you impersonate? Who was the, the, the star that you, you copied when you were taking freeze? Um, not too sure. I'd say maybe Morris Fitzgerald was probably the most renowned, probably best free taker right and left, so probably have to go with him. Yeah, Morris Fitzgerald seems to be a popular option here, but looking at, you've played obviously County Minor, County Under 21, you've now played County Senior, you've, you've played an awful lot of club football as well, obviously with Lavi and, and Under 21s, but you've seen an awful lot of free takers. Who's the best free taker that you've, you've seen? Um, at the moment, can't probably look past Dean Rock. Um, he doesn't really seem to miss for Dublin, he's just ruthless anywhere in between the 45. Yeah, he's he's definitely deadly accurate. All right, I think I've seen uh, he is in a phenomenal stat of scoring a hundred percent in in a huge number of games. I can't remember what the exact figure was, but a massive, massive percentage turnaround there for him. Um, looking maybe within the club or within the county or players that you've known that maybe are retired. One that comes to mind, Seamus Dunne, who was deadly accurate for for Lavi there. But who's the best free taker that you know? Um, I suppose when you're talking the left foot, maybe Darren Monaghan and Shane Tierney, the two boys are known to take the odd free off the left, so might have to give it to one of them. Yeah, keep it within the club. It's always it's always a good idea, nice and safe. And what's what's the what would you say are the qualities that are needed to be a free taker? Obviously, technique and stuff like that, but there's mental aspects involved as well. Um, certain element of technique, all right, but it's a just composure when it comes down to it in the big moments. The team has to rely on you, you have to rely on yourself, just keeping calm in the moment and putting it over the bar. Yeah, definitely keeping calm is, is, is one of the most important things. And I suppose finally, then counting on you, as you said, July 22nd in, in Gauna, you know, looking around, you'd, as I say, you know the club scene in Cavan very well. Who, who would you back to win the competition outright? Um, might back a man that's going to be on home soil, he's good out of his hands and off the ground, so I'll give it to Conor Madden. 
Connor Martin, the favourite from Gerard Smith here at KBG. So thanks very much, Gerard, for talking to us. And hopefully the injury clears up nice and quick. You'll be back if Calvin make the next round, which we all hope to do. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems, and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. I want to wish the lads the uh, very best of luck um, on Saturday's game, 2pm in Kingspan Breffney, um, an awkward time for a game, not not ideal, a lot of people are working but what do you do if you can't make it, there will be live commentary on, I think it's across the network on Shannon Side Northern Sound with myself and Michael Brennan so tune in there if you can't make the game. Moving on to Cavan Ladies, the draw for the All-Ireland uh, quarterfinals, or sorry, qualifiers um, w- took place yesterday evening in Crow Park and Cavan have drawn against Leash. It, the game is going to be on the 22nd of July, that's Saturday the 22nd of July, so um, we want to wish them the very best of luck. We'll Hopefully in the build-up to that we'll get talking to some of the people in the Cavan camp, maybe Aidan McCabe or, or some of the players and just try to try to give that as much spotlight as possible and we hope that they uh, get on well. Also the Cavan and the 16 ladies have an All-Ireland semi-final coming up. Um, I think it's Wednesday week but stay tuned on next week's podcast we'll bring you a bit about that on the 16 semi-final where the take on Cork will be hot favourites again in that competition. Uh, moving on just finally on the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast it's um, a lot of debate now we're into round two of the reserve championship has come and passed and lads that are that maybe don't always get football are getting football in a lot of cases but there's an awful lot of talk about the first 12s and maybe them being abused in, in certain ways the, the, the highlight of it is is Michael argue for Bailiaborough not being on the first 12 a, a lad who played county senior football this year not making his club's first 12 or not no law no rule being in place that he has to be on his first 12 which it's a little bit strange yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, I have to tread a fine line here because you don't want to, you don't want to really agitate people in Bailey Brown. I don't know the reasons behind it. Maybe they have a massive injury crisis that evening, and it was play Michael or, or or concede. I don't know. Maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate, but it sounds it sounds a little bit rich now playing a county senior player. And I, you're not talking about a fellow who played for Cavan five years ago. Like he played in the national league this year. This year. Like he, he he made Cavan's first twelve, and yet he can't make Bailey's first twelve. I don't think Bailey would beat Cavan. <laughs> oh, I respect him. So I, I think that's a bit much. Like, I think Superman would be Batman. <laughs> I think it's a bit much. Like, and I, I don't know are the county board keeping a close eye on it, but it's it's. Well, they are, and 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 that's the point. They are keeping a very close eye on it, and I know that from being killing care manager, we've had to put in a first twelve and a second ten because of the third team, and the amount of changes that we were told we had to make on on that because of a lad well he didn't play enough league games and and he he didn't do this you know so they are watching it closely but apparently I was told that Bailiwara aren't breaking any rules it's just against the spirit of the thing was the way it was put to me that Mm. you know and if that's the case then then I suppose I can't argue with Bailiwara 
pardon no, me. No, I, I, I'd say they're not breaking any rules. Like, but to, to put it into context, Billyborough's first 12 are Philip Clark, Sean Cooney, Gary Daly, Kieran O'Reilly, Damien O'Reilly, Alan O'Mara, Peter Clerken, Aidan Riley, Niall Comey, Reese Clark, Brendan Argue, Christopher Dunn. And th- the question would be, like, how many of them is Michael Argue better than? You know, yeah. he, he's, he's better than probably 12 of them yeah. you know and that's yeah. that's the point it 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 would be like you know Cavan Gales putting not having Shawnee Johnston or, or Niall Murray on their first 12 essentially or or Swanland Barr not having Grodin McKeown on mm. their first 12 yeah 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 you know it's not it's not right yeah it, he is and, a, he's their only county player like yeah like, and, and, and essentially I think and, and this is where the call I, I think that the county board have to maybe or clubs put in some sort of a motion that there is a rule not to allow that to happen again. Yeah. That if you it shouldn't played, happen anyway. But yeah, you're right. But like, you know, it's an any state job. Like, do you have to bring in a rule that you don't play your county senior on your on your junior B team? I mean, if you have to go to those levels. But I know what you're saying. Well, clearly you do. Yeah, clearly you do, which is not good. But look, we don't know the, all the ins and outs of it, but for looking at it from a distance, it looks it looks a little bit bizarre now. Yeah, and, and look at, as you say, if, if somebody, if one of the people from Bailiaborough can explain that there's a different reason for it and exactly why it happened and maybe there is a perfectly logical explanation that they weren't just taking advantage of a situation that you know maybe there's something there but um, you know we're not we're not having a bash at Bailiaborough here we're just stating the fact that he's not on the first 12 he played against Killigarry during the the first game anyway at midfield Um, the funny fact is probably that they lost that game Despite having a county senior playing in a in a reserve championship, you know, which you wouldn't expect. No, you wouldn't expect it. But, but Killigarry are good. I have yeah, to say. that reserve sure. championship, they're very good. We played them on Wednesday night, and, and they've a lot of players to watch. And they beat Bailiabor in the in the final of the the reserve league as well. Only a week before it or yeah, something. So. so and that was a close game. Even though Killigarry pulled away at the end, uh, they scored about one three in the last five minutes. But that was a close game. So. Um, you would think the, that the presence of, of a big fella like Michael Argy would have swung it their way. But Killigarry are strong. A lot of good young players. Yeah. Actually, a point that was made to me about uh, about first 12s, and I'm just looking at the, the first 12s here, though. Somebody said Martin Dunn came on, who we'll hear on next week's podcast, I think, um, talking about the uh, Counting on You free-taking competition that's coming up on the 22nd of July in, in Gauna. Um, but that he's not on the Gales first 12 but just have the Gales first 12 up in front of me Kevin Meehan Barry Fortune Levi Murphy Mickey Ling Shawnee Johnson Niall Murray Stephen Murray Robert Maloney Derham Luke Fortune Sean Riley Declan Meehan and Paul O'Connor I don't know who I'd take off <laughs> to the put him on the only one that's probably not an absolute guaranteed starter is maybe Sean Possibly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although he's played an awful lot of the games this oh, year. He's a class player, don't yeah, get me wrong. Like it, he'd, make, he'd make any club team with Kevin. Oh, definitely, definitely. But in fairness, I suppose when you see that being put up against the argument that, that he shouldn't be on it, you you can you can see the line there that, well, maybe, maybe, he, maybe he shouldn't, or maybe he should be on the outside of the first 12, like the, such a strong first 12. Yeah, well, you could probably pick two first 12s there with the guys that have been nearly as strong as each other, to right. be fair. You're dead right. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Just to uh, mention again about the uh, counting on you um, free taking competition. Again, all clubs make sure to get onto the page on wearecaven dot com forward slash counting on you to register um, for the competition. It's an opportunity to win. You could win four thousand euro um, for your club if 
the ladies and the men's winner comes from your club so it's a great opportunity to, to raise some much needed funds I'm sure for every club and on top of that it's going to be a brilliantly entertaining day because there's going to be a leaderboard we were just we were talking to um, Kieran Brady who you'll hear as well on the podcast in the next uh, few days but uh, talking to him about the way it's going to be run and it's kind of going to be like a, a golf tournament style thing, Paul. He was saying to, to us that it's, uh, and I'm not into golf, you, you'd know it a wee bit better maybe, but he was saying that there's a leaderboard and then at, 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 you have to make a certain score to get the cut. Yeah, you have a cut. So in golf, the way it works is you have to be within 10 shots of, of the leader after the second day. A golf tournament runs over four days. So maybe what they'll do here is you'll have so many stages and after the, after certain stage you must be within so many points of leader to make the cut and that will, that will narrow it down then and the way they do in golf is they pair off the leaders together and the the leading group will go out last on a Sunday because they want them to be winning and coming up the straight on a Sunday even for, for the big the big prize so it won't be the exact same here but it'll be something similar I'd imagine so it, 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 it sounds brilliant it sounds like a, like a great day it's a novel idea but it's actually got a great reaction it's getting a great getting great traction because the fact that you're bringing in the intercounty element as well, like let's say you've got some fr- great free taker like Sean McCormick or Robbie Smith or um, yeah. some of the Leitrim lads, maybe Emily Mulligan, although I think he's injured. Mm, and Neville O'Donnell. Both injured fellas are injured. Well, but you know, yeah. there's lots of great, even club players that we wouldn't know. Um, you got them come up against the, the best of around, of around here, the Conor Maddens and the Ray Galligans and all that, Emma Fitzsimons and all these class free takers. So, and plus... Two grand for your club is not to be seized at. You come home to your club with, with a cheque for two grand and say, I've won you this. You're going to be the hero for the year. Yeah. Like That's as good as winning the championship. Well, not, but it's, nah. it's not as good as winning the championship. But, <laughs> but it, it's a lot of money. It's hard it raised, two yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn right. It's, it's, it's a massive... I have to say, it's, it's an absolutely brilliant idea. The, yeah. uh, the, the, the big thing is to... For for clubs to take advantage of it, for the sake of a hundred euro, that all all of the proceeds do go to Pierre the House, which is going to be absolutely massive there. So you know, essentially, you've got forty clubs in Cav and probably twenty twenty five clubs in Leitrim. You know, you you could be talking about seven or eight thousand euro to be raised for Pierre the House if if every club participates, yeah, which is it. fantastic, absolutely brilliant. So stay with us on We Are Cav and where we'll be bringing you. Uh, lots of build up to that. We, we'll be getting around to different free takers and different people, um, just getting their ideas on techniques and and who their favorite free takers were. So that's all we have time for here on the We Are Cavan uh, McAvoy Super Value GA podcast this week. Again, best of luck to Cavan seniors against Tipperary. Hopefully, it's a home win and it uh, sparks a, a, the start of a good long summer here in the Breffney County. Can we count on you for a chance to win €2,000 for your club in a special free-taking competition? Get along to Garner on July 22nd for counting on you. All proceeds go to Pieta House and the competition is sponsored by KBG Accountants, Cavan and Longford. To enter, check out www.wearecavan.com forward slash counting on you.